The HERE podcast is all about reclaiming your power and reconnecting with your mind and body after abuse. By releasing our stories and the power it has had over our lives and creating a compassionate and supportive community, we can bring awareness, prevention, understanding, and healing to ourselves and to all who need it most. Let's join together and say, enough is enough. I own my power. I am ready for the next chapter of my life, and guess what? It's going to be the most amazing and wonderful one yet. Hello, hello again, and welcome back to the Here Podcast. I'm your host, Felicia Connor, and I am very, very honored that you have chosen to spend your time with me again today. I very much appreciate it, and that's what I'm doing it for. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for you, for all of you, and for this beautiful community that we're building together. If you were unable to join me on episode two, where I told my own story, I completely understand, and I'm really glad that you decided to reconnect with me today. It was a difficult episode for me to record but it also felt exhilarating at the end that I got it all out. So I hope, um, I hope if you did listen to it, that it either helped you make a connection, maybe feel like you weren't so alone because there was somebody else that might understand what you're feeling or, um, just offered you some type of, of value in your heart that's that's all I could hope for. Um, but today we are going to take a lighter note and we are going to talk about healing resources. So all the different things that had helped me or have helped me on my healing journey. I say things or pieces because I honestly see my healing journey like a puzzle. And every all of these different resources I'm sharing with you today and more are pieces of that puzzle, right, that are fitting together to help me heal. I mentioned in the last episode, so one of the big puzzle pieces would be my daughters, because I didn't, because I wanted to be there for them, and I didn't want them to think that they weren't enough for me to fight for. So they're a big puzzle piece. Um, And then the things I'm going to be sharing with you today are more tangible, like any of you could get no matter who you are, uh, like books and meditations and different things like that. So all of these things are like these different puzzle pieces or giant to a giant jigsaw of my journey to healing, I guess it's kind of cheesy, but that's, that's how I see it. Um, or I had mentioned before, like a Frankenstein, like all the different pieces kind of sewed together to make a whole. And I wanted to share those with you today. One thing is I'm not, I think you know this, but I just want to state it. I'm not a psychologist. I don't have a degree in any type of psychology or counseling therapist, nothing like that. I'm just a woman who has experienced sexual abuse when she was a child and these are all the things that help me get through the darkest of times. That's all it is. So all of these different things that I mention, you could take them or leave them. 
Maybe you want to try a few on, see what works for you and see what doesn't. Uh, for many years, I was honestly grasping at straws. I was trying anything and everything that would or might work to see what would stick to get me out of that suffering because it was just so deep and I just wanted to get out of it so desperately. So I tried a lot of different things and the list I compiled here were things that had really helped me, either helped inspire me, helped me think of things in a different way. When I was looking through this really long list of things that I put together, I noticed they all had something in common and it was all around rewiring your mind. They were all things that either helped me control my mind, control the way I was thinking, or rewiring my mind, like um, making me feel better, or maybe I was thinking this one thing and it, it helped to alter my mood, whatever the case may be. So that's really what it all came came down to. So I tried to take this long list of things and group them. So this would be a nice organized podcast for you and would make sense and would have a good flow. And so the, the different buckets I popped them in were a spirituality, self-care, positive messaging, community, and passion. And honestly, a lot of them probably overlap and just bear with me as we go through the episode, you might see like, wait a second, that's more in this bucket. I did my best. Um, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's really just the resources that I'm sharing with you. Something else I, I'm going to do for you is I have compiled all of these things I'm talking about and more things that have come to me while I was compiling it. And I'm putting them in a, a nice PDF for you that you're going to be able to access. Um, you can access from my webpage, uh, from a link in my Instagram page at here podcast. So you'll be able to download that and we'll have all the direct links, the correct spellings, the all the information you need for these different resources um, if you're interested in, in taking a closer look. Something else, because I know that I keep mentioning pieces and the journey, I, I like to refer to it as a journey because it is not a one-stop shop. It is not, oh, I did this and now I'm completely better and everything is fantastic. It really took work and it took daily work, but I don't want to scare you. Because again, I came from being a person who wished they were not alive every day to being a person who's scared of dying because I want to savor every moment of this life. So it is worth the daily work and, but it is a journey. It's not going to be, I did this and I am better. But something I wanted to share with you that a, a guru uh, shared with me when I was doing, when I was going to the Tibetan Buddhist temple in Long Beach, and I feel terrible that I do not remember his name, but he said, it is not the destination. It is the daily decisions, the daily work that you're putting in. Do not focus on the destination because if the destination is to be completely healed and worry-free, then every day that we're not there, we're going to feel like failures. But it's the daily work that we're putting in. So every time we could recognize 
that we're having a negative feeling or a painful feeling and we could not attach to it, write it through and then release it, then that is a success. So every day that we can do something that is taking us one step closer to our goal is a success. So not to worry about the destination. That was really life-changing for me because I kept feeling like a failure. Every time, let's say, I didn't lose my temper. Oh, yes, I did such a good job. I didn't lose my temper. Oh, yes, I did such a good job. I lost my temper. Damn it, I'm at square one again. And I felt like such an incredible failure and like it would never be better. So don't focus on the destination, but just all the different incremental improvements that we're making over time and the work that we're putting into it. One day, I promise you, because it happened to me, you're going to respond to something in a way you never have before, in a positive and beautiful way. Whether let's say you have children, because I have children, as you know, so let's say um, you tend to, oh, I'll just use me as an example. I have very low patience. I'm always saying that patience is not my virtue. It's very sh- low patience. And I don't like to say that negative stuff. I, I'm trying to change it that I, maybe I used to have low patience in the past, but I can have lots of patience in the future, you know, all that affirmations. But um, let's say, my child is doing something and I lose my temper and I yell. Well, one day, and that's typically, and that's typically how I respond, let's say. One day, your child would do that same thing and you don't lose your temper. You feel, you feel calm still and it hits you. Oh, wow. I've changed. I've changed. I've, I've grown. I usually, that would really bother me and it doesn't bother me and it will happen. So I'm, I'm really excited for your journey. Um, because I know I am someone who knows that from the age of 11 to, well, gosh, I would say 35, 36, I was really inflicted with a lot of pain. Um, and it started to wane probably about 35 on. And now I will have little moments of it. Um, but I, I am a thousand times better than I was. So without further ado, Let's go ahead and talk about the different things that have helped me on my healing journey. And I bucked them again. I'm looking at this thing here and a lot of these things overlap. So let's just dive in. Let's just give it a shot. Also with the, some of these books, I may very much mispronounce the names of some of these authors and I pre-apologize. I will definitely have their links, their names, the titles, the books, and all of that um, for you in that um, healing resources uh, one sheeter that I had mentioned I created for you guys. So I apologize. That's all I wanted to say. All right. So one of the things that I had mentioned first was spirituality. 
I am not going to get religious. You literally could be any religion in the world. And some of this may resonate with you. Um, I'm not religious, so I don't claim or prescribe to be any one religion. I was someone who, when I was 20, I thought to myself, okay, people talk about this God person or this God entity. If he is real, he can help me. And if he can't, I'm totally lost. I literally was at my wits end and didn't know what to do. Um, I was, let's see, I was, I was about 20, yeah, 1920. And so I went to an all girls Catholic college and dove into Catholicism. I found a lot of beauty there. I mean, I was a Eucharistic minister. I held Bible study. Um, I studied Catholicism and met a lot of wonderful nuns and priests and, um, found a really beautiful connection with, I guess I would say the divine while studying Catholicism. But something that had always hung me up was I remember having issues with my idea of God and that I wasn't exactly sure the God they were presenting was the one. I didn't want to fake it, if that made sense. I didn't want to say, okay, and just go along with this just to say I am Catholic, let's say. Um, It's really hard to explain. I just wanted to be true and authentic. And I remember people, I get it now, but at the time saying, well, I don't believe this about Catholicism. And I'm like, then why are you saying you're Catholic? Because that's what Catholics believe. I was just really black and white back then. But anyways, I was searching for myself. Found a lot of beautiful things within Catholicism. And that grew to when I was not in college, I actually studied um, Judaism. And I studied under a rabbi and and lived, um, I was kosher, my daughters went to Hebrew school. Um, It was beautiful. I actually was in college, um, later degree. So I was in college for my master's degree, and took a religion course. And well, actually, sorry, let me go back. I was going for my master's in religion, but in how religion affects women and their bodies, how it uh, portrays and treats women and their bodies. But I was in a religion 101 class and um, Judaism was presented and Shabbat and the Shekinah and uh, the Kabbalah. And I was mesmerized. I just thought it was beautiful. And so that led me to study for conversion with a rabbi and my kids went to Hebrew school and, and, uh, I was studying, but then again, that piece about God and what, you know, I just, I just wasn't sure what I believed about God and say the old Testament and what those beliefs were. And so I struggled there. But in all of that, those different religions, I studied Hinduism and all these different religions. Um, what I always found that meant the most to me was the mysticism side. Um, so Jewish mysticism, Christian mysticism. Um, I loved the philosophical side of it. I studied medieval Christianity in college. And I, I just, I loved all of that so very much and found deep meaning um, and healing in those 
different texts for myself. But the one thing that I had mentioned in the last episode, I have uh, several tattoos and 99, I guess, percent, I'm terrible at math, which you'll see in this journey with me if I ever bring up math again. But like, I guess 99% of my tattoos are my skin I have dedicated to Buddhism. And Buddhism really wasn't supposed to be a religion. It was just supposed to be a Buddha wanted it to be this path, this guide to enlightenment to free you from suffering. And so I studied Buddhism. And what brought me to that was this is I know this is going to sound so dorky, but here it is probably not dorkier than using the word dorky. But um, I was watching seven years in Tibet with Brad Pitt. And I was watching it. And I thought to myself, these Tibetan Buddhists got it. They're kind, they're gentle, they're loving, they're nonviolent, they know something that nobody else knows. And I want to know it. So I got this book, um, called uh, Tibetan Buddhism or the essential Tibetan Buddhism, which I'll add inside of the, um, the, the PDF I created you. And I read it from cover to cover and it's a pretty fat book and it explained Tibetan Buddhism, which led me to research more. And Buddhism can be pretty deep and intense and confusing when you really start digging deeper and deeper into it. But all you need to take away here, what I what really kind of drove me was the four noble truths and the noble eightfold path. These things still live with me today, so much so that the noble eightfold path is tattooed up the side of my body, um, from my hip up, up my rib cage. And these are the path to enlightenment to free you from suffering. And there is an amazing website called buddhanet.net. And I will add that link where it explains it to norm, just to like every, layman terms, right? It explains it all t- in a way that, that anyone can understand it. Because again, Buddhism, the way it's talked about in some texts can be pretty confusing. This is really straightforward. I shared it. I've shared this link with so many people throughout my life and I just found it so incredibly inspiring. And the noble eightfold path is really the, the different ways to see things like one of them's right view, right intention, right speech. Let's say those are the first three. Um, and how it does is, and the last one is right absorption, which would be meditation and how those things build upon each other is you can't get to the next one or master the next one without mastering the one right before it. So for example, right view. Here's a really good example of that. So let's say you're at work and actually, let's say you are at some after hours work event the night before and you have a really great connection with your boss and you guys are talking and laughing and, and you guys talk about barbecuing sometime. I don't know. And you're like, wow, like I really made a connection. That was really cool. Maybe we'll hang out one day. I don't know. The next day you go into work and you see your boss and you say, hi, how are you? And your boss kind of says, hey, and walks by you. So what might you do? I know what I might do. I won't, I will tell you, I won't be ashamed. I might go, oh, what did I do? 
why is he or she mad at me? Or why don't they want to talk to me? Well, I don't know. Maybe they were intoxicated and they didn't mean to tell me the stuff they did. Or, or maybe like, I don't know, are they going to fire me? Now, here's the thing. That person could just have a headache. We don't know. We have created all of that suffering in our own heads. We are suffering because of our own thoughts. Because all we know, that person could have had a fight with his wife or or um, their best friend. They could be sick. They could have diarrhea. I don't know. Any th- number of things could be happening. It could do nothing to do with us. But we start that wheel of of suffering. We are torturing ourselves with our thoughts. So right view would be to remove that, that piece. All we know for a fact is that they said hi, and they didn't want to engage in much more conversation. That's it. We have no idea if it has anything to do with us. That would be the right view that we see that and we move on. We don't attach to it. We don't get all worked up about it. That's it. And we move on. So once you can master right view, you can move on to let's say, right uh, intention. Um, right intention is that in or right speech is that that's a good one. So right speech is everything I say is true. I'm not trying to manipulate or um, uh, what is that word exaggerate or anything like that. I say what is true. And that is all I say. And then right intention means it comes from the right place. Like I'm not trying to manipulate you in any way. So if I can't have the right view, I can't have the right intention. I can't have the right speech. So anyways, I'm going on and on because it gets me. I just love this. I love it. So that was incredibly, if you just take that, that one thing, so the four noble truths and the eightfold path, I studied with rabbis who studied Buddhism. I studied with priests and nuns who've studied Buddhism. Buddhism is a way of thinking, a way of rewiring your mind, really. And it was incredibly, incredibly life-giving to me. And so that's why I talk about it first. And I'm going to give you a bunch of different resources. If you want nothing to do with it, cool. Um, But I just, that was one of the most important things to me, so much so that I felt when I truly felt peace in my heart, hopefully one day I would truly feel at rest from the pain, at rest from just all of the darkness, I was going to get a tattoo of the resting Buddha. I'm not going to go into it, but you see Buddha, I'm sure you all have been to like I don't know, anywhere. You could go to TJ Maxx. They have Buddha statues. You'll see the fat, happy Buddha. You'll see the meditating Buddha. So this is all of Buddha's journey to um, find enlightenment or from the release from suffering. He went through all of these different stages. So the resting Buddha is is him resting. And it's a beautiful, I have a statue of it. And I said, I'm going to get a tattoo of that once I feel that I have reached a place where my heart and my soul is at rest. I have that tattoo. It takes up my entire back. So um, it was really meaningful to me. But there we go. So Buddhism. Another way that the, you know, Buddhism, a book that would be more kind of mainstream than something I was talking about, like um, the Tibetan Buddhist book or any book by, and this is where I'm probably going to say it wrong. I even Googled. I'm not 
ashamed. I Googled how to say this, but there was nothing, say um, uh, this name, but there was nothing on Google telling me. So I'm just going to give it a shot. But Geshe Kelsang Gayatsu, all the books that Kelsang Gayatsu has created or have created or has created um, are really for everybody. They are very clear and they give great daily work and advice. Um, they're just fantastic books. But another one is When Things Fall Apart by Pema Shudron. And that's a really great book. I know it's really popular right now, but that was a beautiful book to help you through difficult times. Before I move away from the spirituality, so I just bucketed as spirituality because there's a lot of different things that have moved me in my life. Um, there's uh, the Essential Kabbalah, which is fantastic. And there's also writers like Khalil Gibran, or Gibran, Gibran. See, I probably butchered that too, but the book, The Prophet. So stories, so they're not really... Uh, for example, explanations of how to follow the Eightfold Path or what the Eightfold Path means, but more stories or philosophical stories um, that, I don't know, they just fill me with so much warmth. So those are all all books. Um, and there's so many other ones out there. And so when I'm uh, when I get this, this, uh, this PDF available for you, I'll make sure that I add on the PDF that I have available to you, I, I added even more than I'm talking about today so that you'll have all of those resources. Another thing I wasn't sure where to bucket this, and you may think I am a massive nerd right now, but it truly, truly made an impact on my life, is science. Astronomy and planetary sciences, I always say, if I was a master at math, I would study that. I would get a degree in astronomy and planetary sciences. And the reason is there's just something about understanding the world in a deeper and different level that makes you feel, I don't know, magical. It makes the things that you're feeling pain about seem little in the grand scheme of things. And Richard Feynman, he is awesome. He is so incredibly awesome. He is a scientist that uh, you can find videos on YouTube. Uh, he, I have all of his books, but he explains things in a way with such an enthusiasm and excitement and magic. He explains it in a way it just blows your mind. And those moments are so awesome. When I think of how th that there's so many universes, how many universes are out there and how far stars are, literally, I'm nerding out right now. For me, that brings this really cool magic, real magic um, into my life uh, into my heart and soul. It just, I love it. It's so exciting to think about things. And, and sometimes when you think about things in that, in that grand, grand scheme, well, not a grand scheme, that sounds like it, something sketchy, but this 
how grand it is. Um, it helps to, I don't know, I think it just puts different things in a perspective. So I don't know if that'll work for you. You may hate science, maybe not, but I know I absolutely love it. So anything I think of, um, all the different things that I thought of for that, I, I'll definitely add on that sheet. So the next thing I have here is self-care. And the things I have under self-care are things that are maybe straightforward that you haven't thought about. Massage. Oh my gosh. Literally when someone is massaged, especially if I have a lot of back and neck pain, is giving me a massage. I am like, they are laying healing hands on me and it is an awesome experience. But anything where you can, maybe it's taking a walk, a hike, massage, yoga. Oh gosh. After my first yoga class, uh, I'm not going to be embarrassed. I'm just going to say it. My first yoga class, I went to my car and I cried. I don't know what it was. It was positions of my body, the, the whole experience. Uh, I cried after. Yes, I did. Um, but that could be something amazing. Um, also being aware and mindful. So, so that goes along with the Buddhism. But one thing that I still do to this day that was shared with me is being mindful of your thoughts and your feelings. So a good technique, well, a technique that worked for me anyways, is it was explained to me that, let's say that you, your emotions or your inner self is a stream, right? And the negative emotions or things that arise are disturbances in your stream, let's say ripples in your stream. All you need to do, and this is something you'll do daily, probably several times a day, and eventually it'll become automatic, is recognize when there's a disturbance in your stream. For example, someone cuts you off on the freeway, you become angry. That's one I can really relate to. You become angry. The thing you would do is you become angry and you're like, that jerk cut me off. So now I have attached to it. I have a feeling of anger. The ang I'm angry because that jerk cut me off. And so then I start to feed that anger. He cut me off. How dare he? Does he or she want to cause an accident? And I just start feeding. I feed, feeding that anger. So it's just, it's just starting to writhe and grow inside of me. What you should try to do is you feel the disturbance, the anger, you recognize it. I feel angry. You do not attach to it. So you do not even try to figure out why you feel angry. You just feel it, feel it and write it through to the other side, feel it, move past it. The more you do that. So sometimes you're not going to be able to do that. Sometimes you're just going to be so pissed off. Um, that you or sad or whatever the feeling is that you're going to attach to it hardcore. I'm sad because this, 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 and this, um, and you're going to attach to it. But as long as at some point you recognize that you're doing that, that's a step in the right direction. Even if you attach to it and then f 10 minutes later, you, or let's say you move past it and you're like, yes, I did a good job. And then 30 minutes later, something happens and you attach to it. 
that's where the, the thing about not focusing on the destination comes in. Because once you attach to it, you're going to be like, oh man, I failed. Oh, and I was doing so good. I'm back at square one. No, you're not. You're not. Because even in that moment, you've recognized that you've attached to it. That's so much better than you were doing in the past. In the past, you were just attaching to it and letting it totally overcome you. Now, maybe it overcame you for a period of time, but you recognized it. That's awesome. Then you just keep doing it. And then one day, that person's going to cut you off. Eh, you're just going to slow down a little bit, whatever. And you're going to go, oh my God, I, that totally would have upset me in the past. And it's just going to be like this magical gift that's given to you, um, one day. So who I could go on and on and on about that. Maybe I'll figure out how to later. <laughs> so being mindful, um, being mindful of all these different things, um, and then meditation, Okay, I am not a pro at meditation. I have not worked my way all the way down the eightfold path <laughs> to absorption. I have a lot of work to do. Uh, but what I found with meditation, again, is just be gentle with yourself. Do whatever you can. You can meditate in so many ways. You can meditate while walking at any point in your day. And how you do that is you just focus on how it feels for your feet to take step by step on the earth. That's it breathing, you'll always hear about your breath. That's like the ultimate. That's what, you know, when you can just focus on your breath within meditation, that's, that's, um, that's one thing you'll hear a lot, but you can do meditation, anything you do, you're eating and just focus on, just focus on that movement of eating or the chewing. You can do mindfulness all throughout your day about a lot of, you know, at any point in your day. So, don't be overwhelmed like, oh, I can't meditate. I can't sit there in this state and not let my mind wander. My mind wanders insanely. And so that's another thing. Gently bring yourself back. Don't get frustrated. When your mind is wandering, oh, my mind's wandering. Let's focus now on, I don't know, whatever it is you're focusing on. Running water, my breath, uh, my heartbeat, my stomach, whatever it is that you're focusing on in your meditation. And then your mind will water, wander, sorry, not water, but wander. Oh, I'm wandering again. Bring it back and then bring it back. No big deal. Don't get stressed. Don't get angry. Just keep bringing it back and just do it for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, oh, you know, whatever you can do and do that every day. And soon you'll notice that that wandering mind doesn't happen so much. And just don't, don't overthink it and don't think it's this terribly intense thing you have to do. Maybe you do like the meditation timer where you um, are listening to a guided meditation. That's, that's great too. Just remember when your mind wanders, just gently bring yourself back and, and don't, um, don't be so hard on yourself. And it's still, you're still going to get so much from that experience, um, than if you were just, you know, in total peace. So I wanted to share those things with you. And there's a lot of different self-care, whatever, whatever for yourself that you would consider self-care, um, maybe it's, you know, playing a musical instrument. I played the piano and the flute and that can be incredibly thera therapeutic. Maybe it's drawing or art. 
Um, I'm not a very good artist, but my children are. So maybe that's a way to, um, to do some self-care. The next thing I have on my list is positive messaging. So in an, I have inundating myself with positive messages. So I do this. Uh, I wake up in the morning. And I have like this list of scripting. So there are statements like, I am in tune with the energy of abundance. I um, am healthy and happy. Um, all of these positive messages, I just run through the list. Even if I don't feel that way today, I just, I think them and say them. And I do that every morning. So scripting. Um, you might even think of it as gratitude. So I will also do gratitude. I'll say I'm grateful for this and this and this and this. So just positive messaging. I listen to positive podcasts. I listen to inspirational podcasts. Like they might be about inspirational, like um, Don't Keep Your Day Job by Kathy Heller, which is inspiring to follow your passion and, and making your passion your day job. Or um, uh, another one, oh, another amazing podcast is by Josh Knudy and I probably I hope I didn't say his name wrong but he is awesome it's called Overcoming You and there's all these different episodes of um, you know guests who had uh, suicidal ideation or thought you know um, suicidal thoughts and how they overcame them and it's a, a beautiful podcast Um, So all, you know, there's affirmation podcasts, there's so many different things out there. So I listen to podcasts on my way to work, or maybe when I'm, you know, um, just cleaning the house or whatever the case may be. Um, Books, we talked about books and um, all the different books. Um, I know Kathy Heller has a a Don't Keep Your Day Job book. There's um, Rachel Hollis, who has Girl, Wash Your Face, Girl, Stop Apologizing. Those are, are very inspirational books. Or there might be books, like I mentioned earlier, where are just um, uh, stories or inspirational stories. Um, there's a book that I'm actually going to be doing a book club with. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And it's called The Courage to Heal. And this is specifically a book, The Courage to Heal, and it is for sexual abuse survivors. And I read that when I was a teenager and I didn't find any other book like it. And it was incredible. So I am going to be doing a book club on that. It's by um, Ellen Bass and it's called The Courage to Hill. It was a fantastic book. And that would be, that would be something really great um, to read if that's something that you experienced. Something else would be music. I am obsessed with music. I love music. And if you look it up, music actually scientifically alters your health and your, you know, your, your, your body. It, it interacts with your body, with your, with your, uh, energy, with your vibration. It's, it's pretty incredible there. Uh, I wish I, had looked it up so I had it ready but there is a scientific study about how music affects water molecules it's pretty crazy Um, I absolutely love music every single day I start my day with my my positive life pumping joy playlist on Spotify and uh, I listen to that and even if I'm feeling down in the morning I'll put it on 
And by, I don't know, song four, I'm starting to feel lifted and it's really, really cool. I'll share that uh, playlist with you if there's, there's any of the songs that you might take away and enjoy. Uh, but that's definitely something that I always do and I did when I was a teenager. I remember I used to put on headphones and plug it into the stereo and just listen to music and lay on the sofa and listen to music. And it was um, a great escape for me, a healing escape for me. There's also things like the, there's a website called the Daily Tao and it gives you these positive um, affer not affirmations, but these really beautiful sayings and writings uh, that is refreshed every single day. And the Tao is the path back to your authentic self. So it's really cool. You just plug in this, this uh, URL and every single day it's a different little saying or little blurb and, and it's really beautiful. Also, there was a point where on social media, I just unfollowed everything that was negative and toxic and flooded I like I followed or subscribed to everything that was inspiring me, uh, like yoga and, um, you know, uh, my mind's drawing a blank, but just all uh, things about writing, things about podcasting, just everything that was inspiring to me so that when I was looking through my, my feed, I was seeing those things. Every time I looked in my feed, I was things that seeing things that were positive versus negative and toxic. So that's something you can do very easily as well. And they always say the people you hang out with. So that's the hardest, but there may be a point where you're hanging out with people that are really negative or just really always bringing you down. And it may be time to kind of move away from them or limit your time with them. And uh, so that you can, you know, not have that negativity in your life. All right, so that's inundating yourself with positive messaging. And the other thing I have here is community. So I'm kind of a, I want to say a hermit because I have my husband and my children and I do love having people over, but I do also very much value my time with my husband and my children and then my time with you doing this podcast. And I just feel like with everything going on, I have very limited time in the evening. So I tend to be a homebody. That's a better explanation for it. I'm a homebody. But where I found a lot of great uh, healing and inspiration is online communities. So for example, I had mentioned Kathy Heller earlier, and I'm in her made to do this course. And it was a really inspiring and wonderful course where it had this great online community. And, um, I had a group of women that I work with and we motivate each other and it was just really incredible to have them whenever I um, need advice or I'm feeling down. So even though that they're remote, that I don't see them, they're not my neighbors, um, they're there. They're like one click away, one message away, and they're also amazing. Um, there's lots of different types of communities you can look for. Maybe they're specific to um, any type of pain or abuse or anything that you're going through. Commun um, I'm sorry, specifically, um, but online communities are incredible. So I'm actually going to be starting an online community. So the here online community, and it'll be a private community. I'm putting it together now because I want it to be a very safe and sacred place. 
I want it to be a place where we can engage together in conversations and support. I will be monitoring it very closely because I want to make sure that everybody that's a part of this is on the same same wavelength as far as it's supportive, it's healing, it's a sacred place. It's a, it's a safe place. And so if there's anyone on there that is making it unsafe or uncomfortable, I will remove them, but it's a private group. So you'll just, you know, um, request to join. And on there, I'll be going on to that community and speaking with you live. I'll be doing Q and A's. I'll be sharing, um, resources and my, I just would love to have this community where if, when you're feeling down, no matter what time it is, you can pop on and there'll be someone there that will be able to talk to you, um, inspire you and give you that love so that you know, you're not alone, that we know, we know that we're not alone. And so stay tuned for that. I'm really excited about that. It'll be, um, a Facebook group, a private Facebook group. And so I will be letting you know more of when that's launching, but we can really build connections online. And if you have done it before, you, you, you already know, and you can, you can develop some really beautiful relationships, uh, even with not having met the person before. So stay tuned for that. The last thing I have here is I just grouped it as passion and passion. I mean, is whatever you are passionate about. So creativity, fun, uh, whatever that, whatever lights you up, you love baking, you love creating jewelry. My things are, I love writing. I love poetry, journaling. I love my biggest thing is I love reading ever since I was a kid and a teen. I loved getting lost in a wonderful story and wonderful. I mean, one of my favorite writers is Stephen King. It's just a really great story. And for that time I'm reading that story, nothing else exists. I love books. I have Audible. I have Kindle. I have physical books. And I read, listened to, so slash listen to just depends on the book, a hundred books last year. And it, I just love a good story. So that was probably my, my biggest escape, um, and passion was reading, reading good stories. But I know that I mentioned earlier, my daughters are really good artists. So they, they draw and paint and maybe that's their that's their thing that, that lights them up. Whatever your thing might, might be that lights you up, do more of that. Uh, something I learned in, um, actually from my made to do this, uh, group that I'm in is to do artist dates. And there is a book called the artist's way, and it talks about this and artist dates are where you just go and do whatever you go on a date with yourself. Pretty much you get away and you experience something, maybe, Maybe you want to take a guitar lesson or you want to go on a hike or whatever the case may be. Um, but to do these different things for yourself and take this time and see that could totally fall under self, 
care. I don't know. They all interlink, but you'll notice a reoccurring theme of all these different things that I shared with you today. They all have to do with rewiring your mind. All of them. Whether I'm escaping in a good story, I'm escaping from the pain, I'm focused on something that's lighting me up, that's getting me excited, that's that's giving me a positive experience inside versus the, the sadness. Um, all of the yoga, uh, meditation, um, painting, you know, say you're a painter and it really lights you up to paint and fills you full of amazing feelings and thoughts. All of these different things have to do with rewiring your mind because that's where, that's where it all lives. All these responses to things, right, um, are just so ingrained in us that we need to identify them and start reworking them. And um, all of these different things, I hope that there are some that you're like, yeah, I could totally do that or that makes sense to me or you know what I heard about that and I would love to learn more. If I talked about anything that you do want to know more or you're like, oh, I'm just kind of confused on that. What did you mean? Please don't hesitate to write me. I will respond. Uh, you can write me at Felicia at herepodcast.com and I will respond and I would love, love your feedback and your questions and, you know, share, share with, with share with me on social media, by email, um, in the group, when I open the group um, for uh, for members, share what has helped you. What has helped you? Because I would love to know. Maybe that will help me too, and it will help. It will help so many other people. So share the different things that that you have experienced have helped you in your healing journey as well. All right. Thank you again. I hope that I hope that some of these things, maybe there was a, a, a few, maybe even just one thing that resonated with you a little bit where you're like, I want to know more. I think that I might try that. You can get the free PDF that I will be adding a link for so you can download and you can also email me Felicia here podcast.com and um, we can have a conversation about that about it I can answer any questions you need and remember just to see what fits you right see see what fits you try some things on don't do other things, what, whatever, whatever you need. It's your journey, right? It's your journey. The important thing is that the important thing is that it's, it's helping you feel better. And so do whatever feels right for you. Also remember to be gentle with yourself. Don't, don't be hard on yourself when you take a step back. I do that. I do that. I do that all the time. I have so many good days where say I don't lose my temper, right? Like I don't like, you know, get upset. And then I have one day where I get upset and I yell. And then I just feel like shit. I like look at my kids. If it, you know, if I'd yelled at them and think, God, I can't take that back. 
I feel like such a jerk. And then what happens is those feelings start to come in. I don't deserve to be their mom. I don't deserve to be alive, right? It's like, oh, there's obviously something still there because then these feelings start creeping in and I have to consciously realize, no, 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 no. No, don't be so hard on yourself. And, and you know, then I have to start working through those feelings. Um, you deserve to be a mom. You love your babies more than anything. You know, relax. Let's see what it was, like why you got so frustrated. What can I do next time to make sure that I, I don't yell? And you just, you just work through it. Um, so I still have those moments, but just be gentle with yourself because it's when, it's when you start saying, oh, you are worthless. I can't believe you did that. What a jerk. You don't deserve to be alive. It just starts, that talk starts to get more and more and more negative. The more you say, the ne more negative it gets and then it could get really dark. So... One thing I want to let you know as well um, before we end is the podcast I mentioned to you. So Leo Flowers talks in that episode with Josh Knudy and Overcoming You about germs. And it's journaling, exercise, reading, meditating, and self-talk. And I, when I heard that, it resonated so deeply with me because I just started doing that every day. I'll do a little journaling in the morning, morning. Um, I will, I need to get better at exercise, but I'm so that's probably the one I, I lack the most. I slack on the most. So I need to get better at that, but I read, um, meditate and then self-talk, which is what I was talking about. The, um, the affirmations or the gratitude, all of those different things. So definitely check out that episode. Um, it is episode it is episode two, actually, it's episode two with Leo Flowers. And it was really awesome and inspiring. And it talks about all those different things and how he does it. Um, so I wanted to make sure and I'll put the link inside my uh, inside the, you know, the, um, the resources that I have for you. Uh, but that is that is it was so incredible and I don't, I wanted to make sure I didn't forget that. I know I kind of just threw it in there. I talked about it throughout, but, um, that routine of doing that, I noticed people would tell me before about those, you know, I do this every morning or what have you. And I'm like, Oh, I just can't. Well, I started to do it. And I started to force myself to do it. It's only 30 minutes a day. That's all I, that I started with where I do the meditation I'll do the, um, the gratitude and the affirmations, and then I'll do a 10 to 15 minute meditation. Um, I'll journal and then, um, the exercise I'll do later in the day, but all of the other pieces, I do 30 minutes every morning. So started off with that. And I can't even tell you, even if I'm feeling down or frustrated that day for whatever reason, I know that if I do that routine in the morning, I, rec I recover quicker throughout the day. So even if something happens that's frustrated, I tend to recover quicker than have it linger with me throughout the day. So that's incredible. Um, I totally went off on a tangent, but I wanted to make sure I, I, I let you guys know that because it's been probably like right now, super life-changing. 
um, because I just started doing that routine recently and it has been a tremendous shift in my life by doing that. So I want to make sure I shared that with you. All right, you guys, we are coming up of the end of the hour. So I want to make sure that I let you go out into the world and live your lives. So please, please, if you, um, if you would like subscribe, please do let me know um, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, I love your feedback. If you want to leave a review, um, that would be amazing as well. Remember participating. If you want to, if you're interested in um, being a part of um, my private Facebook group, let me know. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, let me know um, and we can have a conversation about it. Don't be shy. Um, I'm, I promise to be gentle and kind and loving and um, very, keep whatever you're going through and what your story is very close to my heart. It's your story. I would, I would, um, never ever treat that badly. So please feel free to reach out if you would like, um, to be a guest on the show. If you know somebody that could really use this podcast, this show, this community, um, please do share. Uh, I have been overwhelmed, overwhelmed, and I'd meant, I meant to mention this in the very beginning by the response I've get it, I have gotten people writing me or coming up to me to tell me, I listened to your podcast. I love it. It means so much to me, or I haven't experienced abuse, but I work with people who have, or please keep doing this. It, it means so much to me. I can't even, or you have told your story and it inspired me to be open about mine. That is why I am here. That is why I am doing this. Because I wish that when I was younger, I had that in my life. I wish that I had someone to talk to, someone to help me heal, someone I could relate with. So I am now here doing that for anybody else that needs it. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, please, please feel free to reach out to me and spread the word. I love you so very much. And next episode, I will be having a guest, our very first guest, this wonderful, beautiful woman who is going to share her story. And so I'm very excited to have her on. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Take care.